welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Binks. We're back, man. Episode 306. Yes, sir. We're going to get right into it. But first, shout out to my San Francisco 49ers for going to the Super Bowl for their quest for six. Okay. Man. So, uh, and and, and uh, last but not least at all, happy heavenly birthday to my father. He would be 65. Yeah. Um, and watching the game today, it, it brought some tears to my eyes. You know, it's my father's birthday. The Niners won a monumental game today in order to go to the Super Bowl. So it was just filled with emotion. You know, it, yeah. was, a, it was a hell of a fucking game, man. He would have been going crazy. Oh, man, we would have lost it. The mm-hmm. last Super Bowl me and my dad watched together was the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers. Mm. And uh, we had a great time, man. So I'll, I'll always choose to remember that moment yeah. um, over anything else. But, yeah. you know, let's, let's let's get away from the despair and the sadness here, okay? Now, nah, that's a, a celebration, celebration man. Celebration. That's an unsad about, I mean, it's sad, but I'm just saying it's, it's a good... It's a good memory, you know. Absolutely, man. It's deeper. Sure. It's deeper than Niners win the Super Bowl. I'm gonna cry for yeah. sure. I cried today, but mm. it's, it's deeper than football. Just a football game. It's you know my father. All the times we had, good or bad, and a lot of a lot of down times. You know, there was a time my dad was battling homelessness, and I had to stay with my aunt for a while. And yeah, we always still got together and watched the 49er games, regardless of what was going on in the world. So it just, yeah. the 49ers is always a bright spot in a, in a place of like a, a light. It's, it's always, it was always the light during the dark. So, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about, about sports. Uh, I think we had a conversation uh, like last week or the week before about um, somebody that was like, they just didn't understand like why somebody would cry over a game or something yeah. like that. But yeah, that's, it, it's one because you're so invested as a fan. You watch every game, you know the stats, you know the players, you know where they went to college, and you know all these different things. But then also there's like the family connection. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I have cousins and families and aunts and you know uncles and stuff that are 49er fans, and then um, obviously I am. And then you know even like similarly to uh, to you with uh, with the 49ers, my dad you know, was always a huge Michigan football fan growing up. So I love watching Michigan. You mm. know, when they won a championship, you know, I was like super excited. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's that same kinda kinda thing. Sports is just a thing where I don't know, it's it's, it's weird, like, you know, um when I see some of my family and we ain't seen each other in X amount of months or whatever, you know, one thing that we can always go back to is a sports conversation. Oh, I don't yeah. know about the Niners, man. Like, we just drafted such and such, and, you know, oh, this person is hurt, but I think we'll be all right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like always that conversation where you can pick right up. So Yeah. The mm-hmm. the Detroit Lions fan had a very parallel story with with my, with uh, me. Mm-hmm. And basically there was a Detroit Lions fan that after they had beat the Buccaneers, he had tears in his eyes and he's crying. And people were like, why is this guy crying over a football game? It's just a game. You know, but that's a very simplistic take because you don't know what's behind those tears. They interviewed the man. They found out that his father was a longtime Detroit Lions fan. They went to all the home games and his father was also um, helping build Ford Field. So his dad was a construction guy, a part of the construction crew that built Ford Field where the Detroit Lions play. Mm hmm. And his father died when he was – his dad died, but he, he was only 14 years old. His dad died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. So when he goes to these games, you know, and, and they they reach the apex or they get close to reaching the apex of success, which is making it to the Super Bowl and then ultimately winning, you know, they hadn't been to the playoffs in a very long time. So yeah, that they, they hadn't even hosted a home playoffs, like, ever, I don't think. So this was a huge deal for them. But – 
Yeah, they got. I mean, they got a good team, and um, you know, they they fans was inside of Ford Field going crazy. Yeah, they were. That mm-hmm. that was it was sold out, sold mm-hmm. out crowd. Watching it was it twenty bucks. Yeah. It was twenty bucks to go in there to watch that game. Now, yeah. I, that's that was awesome. But yeah. shout out to Detroit. Um, but y'all could go ahead and uh, take that permanent vacation. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's what's get into name, it. What's the name got his last lap too. Um, uh, Debo, you know, he was beefing with that, with the safety. He wasn't beefing with that motherfucker. That dude was just talking. Yeah, he, he was called there. him a running back. Yeah, yeah, I mean, dog, stop it. And then he was waving to the fans in the first half, and then, yeah, and then that gotta shit eat, didn't. You got to eat that. Yeah, you got to play the Niners off four quarters, man. This is the Super Bowl caliber team. You can't be yeah. fucking waving to the fans and shit. <laughs> yeah, you got to play four quarters, buddy. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Let's get into it. Uh, <clears throat> men, uh, a, a study. I uh, guess an Oxford study suggests men need at least two guys nights out a week to stay healthy. Right? This <laughs> is this is pretty anecdotal to, in my opinion, but let me let me continue with the read. A study conducted by the University of Oxford suggested men grabbing a few drinks with your buds is not only a good time, it's essential to good health. The study conducted by Robin Dunbar, a psychologist and director of Oxford University, uh, University Social and Ev- Evolutionary neuroscience research group determined that men must meet up with friends not just once but twice a week in order to recap full benefits of male friendship bonds can be formed through a range of activities from team sports to male banter or simply having a uh, pint with your pals on a friday night dunbar states however the key to maintaining strong friendships is to meet up twice a week and do stuff with four people for the four closest people to you According to the study, men who maintain social groups are less likely to suffer from depression caused by worries about money and job insecurity. They're even able to recover quicker from illnesses than those who let who with less social uh, contact. OK, here's my thing. I, I don't subscribe to this. And here's why. I think that if you need to meet up twice a week, especially if you're like a married person, you might hate your wife. Right. That's probably that's one of the, that's one of the bad signs if you need if you need to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, I think that sometimes women can be annoying to be around, but another uh, like for extensive long long periods of time, but they can also be very pleasant. They can also be very you know um, chill. Like you could just be sitting in in an area with your wife or your girlfriend, and you guys are not even like exactly like um, you're just experiencing each other. Like you're not even really having to interact too much. Mm-hmm. And also, women have vaginas, and vaginas are awesome, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wouldn't want to be around a bunch of fucking dudes every all the time, like. Mm-hmm. I, and then I don't drink beer like that. So I think, for one, I think the 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 main objective is being around. And this is really this this study really isn't about women at all, but I would assume that like a lot of men happen to be like engaged or married or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do, I, you can't, I, I think being around too much um, men can be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think that women offset the balance. Like they, they make it, <clears throat> they balance it out. Like if you're around loud mouth guys, all they're like, fuck that man. The Cardinals should have went and this should have went there. And that's not right, man. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> like you need to, you need, like being around that all the time, it could be, it's like, it's an overload. Yeah, you need to like get around a woman and just relax, and you know, women. You know, like I said, women have vaginas and they cuddle and <laughs> they smell good and things mm-hmm. like that. And it's it's like a therapeutic element to being around women. It's like the 
the femininity aspect is important in a man's life to balance out all the stuff, mm-hmm. right? So if you got to be around men multiple times a week, um, you might like dick. <laughs> you might. I'm not. I'm not saying you're gay, <laughs> but but there's a there's at least a forty percent chance that there'd be some dick in your feet. <laughs> you might like getting pegged. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, look, you start hanging out twice a week with your boys, and then you come home to your wife, and you be like, "Have you ever thought about pegging me?" <laughs> All of a sudden, nigga, want to get pegged. <laughs> That's like, crazy. Dang. I think that honestly, I think there's a lot of merit to it, especially hearing it more as like. It doesn't say anything about women. It, right. it more so says like just the health benefits. Yeah. Of uh, you know having a social uh, social outings with your friends. Right. And um, I think I I would say like me being in a in a relationship that it's definitely um important to like have like social and it doesn't even have to be um like having a beer like you know right. in there it suggests like you know if you got. If you got guys that you uh, like, my girl's dad that he goes and plays golf um, like a couple times a week, or he plays pool with like some of the fellas. They have like a team and stuff like that. Or even with us, we do the podcast. Have or, your own hobbies. Yeah, if it, you know, and then even if it's like watching a game with with the fellas or something like that. Like you know, I think that it's important to have like activities to do outside of your relationship 100%. because if you do everything together like there's just not there's too no, much you just run out of stuff to talk about like you yeah. just all you together all the time and you know you just like you know experiencing life in real time together which is nice but i think that is important to like you know have your have your friends around or you know even like you know like uh you know like for me for example like i meet up with you know a couple of my my filmmaker guys and we'll like you know work on our projects, or you know we'll do like location scouting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And a lot of times it is about like what's going on, but sometimes we'll just talk about life and you know what we're dealing with and, and stuff like that, and what our goals are. And it's just like it's yeah. a, it's a it's a um, it's a uh, it's a breath of fresh air from your relationship because so, sometimes your well I'll say a lot of times your relationship is work, you know. And there are great times, and then sometimes there's not so much you know great times. Sometimes you're arguing, or sometimes you're um, you're having to like uh, figure out how you're going to pay for something or, you know, it's like, you know, a relationship is like it is like somewhat of a job. But when you're with your fellas, like there's no there, there's no part of it that is work. You know, it's just like yeah, there's no too. stakes. Right. You're just like, mm-hmm. you know, you're just having fun. So I, I think that um, two times a week is I think it sounds a little crazy when you hear it, like, damn, you got to go have drinks two times a week. But it could literally be like one day me and my guy, we go. We go to the gym together every Monday, and then every Sunday we watch the football game. You know what I mean? Like it, it don't have to necessarily be like that. Sounds like, a lot more yeah, realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that like hearing hearing the article in that way it, it, it makes it. a lot more sense. Got it. You know? Got it. Yeah. Um. Also, too, I, I think that it, like beyond the alcohol, like you should do something outside of it. Just have something that preoccupies you. And I don't think many people talk about this, but you have to give like women the ability, or not the ability, but you have to give them the um, the opportunity to miss you. And yeah. I, think, I think that too many men are in women's face all the time. Or some women say like, I like my man that smothers me. I want him with me all the time. No, you don't. Shut up. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want a motherfucking grown-ass man that's up under you all day. So when you have a life that you're preoccupied by, whether you're writing or you're doing a podcast or you're writing a script or you're going to the gym or you're shooting golf or whatever it is you're doing as a man that is away from your wife or away from your girlfriend, whatever the case, 
And she'll, even if she contacts you and she's not very pleasant, like, when are you coming home? Like, I've been calling and you're like, hey, I'm just talking. I'll, I'll be headed that way in 20 minutes. You are better off being in that situation than being the guy that's like always home exactly when your wife says or mm-hmm. you're always there doing this. Like, bro, you need to have a life of your own. Yeah, and we I, just seen uh seen our guy Mo out there. He was just chopping it up, and he said the same thing. Like, yeah, I got to get home to my to my girl and my kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's like, oh, I'm running late, but I'm pretty pretty sure she's waiting on me. Mm-hmm. But I think you need to have a life that's exciting enough outside of your outside of your bubble or your your relationship that you know once you break away from it, you're gonna give your partner your time. However, like, bro, you you gotta have your own life, man. You mm-hmm. gotta have your. I've seen this shit. I've seen this shit go bad. Mm-hmm. I've heard some stories from women, man. They'd be like, "My ex is like he didn't want to do anything. Like he just wanted to sit around. I don't know why he was just like." <laughs> nah, nah, nah. And then after I fucked her, she was like, "No, this <laughs> guy." <laughs> you be surprised things women will tell you when whenever they're like, you know, I guess in between relationships or they like taking a break from their man, yeah. or they talk so bad about him. Yeah. Oh my God, they talk so bad about that guy. He's the worst person in the world. He's the worst person yeah. in the world. And I know I don't I don't co-sign any of it. I'm just like, dang, that's crazy. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Because it's you know, it ain't none of your business. It's none of my business. Yeah, it, yeah I'm not gonna co-sign just like I, I think some of it is a little justification. Like you're talking bad about your ex or mm-hmm. whatever he was, just mm-hmm. just so it could like soften the blow from what you're gonna do to me. Yeah. Like I know you're trying to empty my balls out. <laughs> And you know you don't have. Yeah, to. You, you were looking for some new dick. That's all. It yeah, that's is. all she's looking for. Yeah. Right. So yeah. don't you don't have to down that guy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the guy probably was fucking boring though. Maybe the guy was boring. Yeah. That still doesn't justify her, you know, talking like that. But yeah, but the th- but the thing is, like, um, you still you probably still gonna end up getting back with him. A hundred percent. After I knock you down and, you know, this relationship or this uh friends with benefits fizzle out, you're gonna go right back to um whoever whoever your 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 baby daddy is. I think the most ex. awkward experience and I think a lot of men have experienced it where you 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 dump a clip out, a whole clip, you dump a clip out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you guys do that a few times mm-hmm. and then like all of a sudden you on the socials and the dude that she was complaining about pops up on the feed. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this guy has no idea that you had a mouthful of balls last week. Yep. Jesus Christ. Looking like a, a chipmunk out here. She's like, <laughs> sound like a defensive coordinator. No, that sounds like German. <laughs> <laughs> Germans don't sound like that, yes, nigga. They do. <laughs> Germans is like Haben Slimer, Haben Slimer, That's crazy, man. They created Wiener Schnitzel, you know that, right? Yeah. Wiener Schnitzel is like German. Mm-hmm. It's Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah. That place is racist. I ain't never going there again. <laughs> Yeah, Shit. I'm gonna move on from that real quick. No, that- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm not going on no Kanye West apology tour. Yeah, that's wild, right? Mm-hmm. See, the problem is they want me to apologize for what I said to the Jewish community, <laughs> but all the Jewish community want to do is take all of my rights. Why I gotta apologize? They want Yeezy to always apologize for something that I didn't even do. 
And you'd be like, how can I be racist when I got jewels around my neck? <laughs> like, nigga, shut up. You hear that new song you said? Nah. He said, he said something like, how I'm going to be racist when I just fucked a Jewish bitch. Yeah, that nigga Kanye. You seen crazy. that? Yeah. I'm I like, come that. on, Kanye, yeah. man. I don't mean you're not racist, dog. Yeah, that was, that was wild. <laughs> I do I do love that Kanye can say whatever he wants to, because that's a wild line. That he, is and wild. only Kanye West would say that. You know, they man, they was listening to that like, what the fuck did he just say? That nigga Schultz be having me rolling on Brilliant Idiots. What'd he say? That nigga be like, did you see the milk, though? Oh, it's all about <laughs> with a bread up. Oh, that was hilarious. But the milk. Kanye though. is just objectifying his <laughs> wife so bad. Yeah. He just posts her tits on the internet all the time. And yeah, it's it's, it's not right, bro. Yeah. Fellas, stop objectifying your girlfriend, bro. Stop did you see it. that homeless guy that was yelling at Kanye? No, I didn't see it, but I heard yeah. the clip. What was he saying? He was saying some wild stuff about, uh, he was just mentioning like pop culture references towards like Kid Cudi. Like Kid Cudi is like, I forgot what he was saying. But Let me see if I can find it. It was, yeah, it was pretty wild. And it, the crazy part too is I, I would imagine Kanye West probably thought that was pretty normal. Like, yeah, seems like seems like he's having a bad day today. Oh, let me see here. You found it. Let me see if I can find it. What? It's going on YouTube. I hate when they blur out the cuss words. He thinks he's so, he so smart, so new, so nifty. You ain't so shit, nifty. boy. Don't at least not play with Cardi too. I'm a little fuck boy. I am a god, homie. Lucifer, homie. You ain't shit, boy. Hmm. You ain't shit, boy. That's crazy. That's that sounds like somebody downtown Bakersfield. Yeah, that'd be like, like you ain't shit. Fuck you. You got a dollar. <laughs> I'd be like, you talking all that shit, motherfucker. I ain't giving you a dollar no more. No, that's facts. You get out of here. <laughs> I think what it was is Kanye was like quiet because he met his match. You're like, oh, this nigga crazy. Too. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> It was like, yeah, was, it was like at that moment, you ever seen like Ryu and Ken fighting each other on Street Fighter uh-huh. and they just both throwing the Hadoukens and they keep blocking the Hadoukens. Yeah, they just like evenly match. Yeah, that's how. No, nah, it was a better thing would be like the Spider-Man emoji. Like, they I mean, not the, each other. The, the meme where, yeah. The meme is like, yeah. you crazy, you crazy too. <laughs> These niggas is crazy. All right, switching gears. Um, why are Gen Zers aging faster than millennials? Expert blame stress. Fast food, sedentary lifestyles, and not having a purpose. Let me go ahead and read this article. Uh, why are Gen Zers <laughs> aging faster than millennials? Experts blame stress, fast food, sedentary lifestyles. And uh, 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 let's see. Gen Z TikTokers are going viral for revealing their true age, leaving followers in disbelief, disbelief at, uh, as they admit it is up to a decade younger than what they think. 
So what's behind their premature wrinkles, gray hair, and aged faces? Longevity experts blame a combination of increased stress, uh, more fast uh, and processed food, sedentary lifestyles, and lack of purpose. Uh, before considered to be the Generation Z are those born between 1997 and 2012. They follow millennials, uh, people born between 81 and 1996, and precede Generation Alpha, those born between 2013 and 2024. But, but while Gen Zers are between 27 between 27 and 12 years old they look more like they're in their mid to late 30s with some even being mistaken as older than their parents god damn you're fucked if you look like that um here's my thing i think <laughs> it's just evolution man have you ever seen what those nba players look like in the 70s god damn yeah, yeah like twenty old and bald yeah there was this dude uh, i forgot his name it'll it'll come to me but this dude was like he had a receding hairline and shit, and mm-hmm. he had like a porn mustache. Mm-hmm. He was like twenty three years old, but he looked like he was like thirty eight, mm-hmm. probably older than that. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I think there. I I do think though, there's a difference between looking old and a difference uh, in looking mature. Mm, um, yeah, that's a good point. So I'll be. I would be curious. Are they like delineating that? Because some people look look old. Like you'll look at somebody and be like, dang dog, you. You aging with a vengeance. Yeah. But there's some people that just kind of look mature. Like, you know, they just, you know, uh, like you said, though, that guy was just probably looked old. But there are some people like LeBron James, for example, he always kind of looked, you know, very mature for his age. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like when he was a, when in high school, they was like, hey, you, you must look like 25 or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I don't know. There, there could be there could be some levels of that. But I think it's also genetic, too, mm-hmm. because some people genetically just don't look that old. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, so this is what it is. Like there's mm-hmm. certain people that I was running off a list of people that don't look that old, even though they're older. Mm-hmm. Like um, Jennifer Lopez doesn't look that old. Yeah, so now Lathan looks pretty age. young. Uh, Method Man looks pretty young. He's in his 50s. Mm-hmm. L.O. Cool J. Um, who's another one? There's this is a bunch of people uh, yeah. that look like younger, yeah. even though they're older. And Pharrell, yeah, yeah, Pharrell's probably mm-hmm. the worst one. Mm-hmm. That dude looks like he could be about thirty-five. Man, mm-hmm. that dude's got to be in his fifties, dude. Mm-hmm. How old is Pharrell Williams? That's a good one. Probably in his. I would say he's in his. If he's not, is he the late? I would say like forty-nine, fifty. Right in there. Yeah, we'll see. Right now, Pharrell Williams. How old is this guy? Pharrell, 50. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Crazy. <clears throat> they did an interview with him about his age. They said, how do you stay looking so young? He's like, I have the skin routine that I be doing. And um, you just rub the lotion in, you know. And I'm like. He has a, uh, I think he had like a little, uh, like a little skin. I don't know if it was a, a sponsorship or something, but I seen a little skin ad with him in there washing his face and stuff. Yeah. I like I love Pharrell though, man. He's super dope. I was a huge fan of NERD back in the day. Yeah, NERD was dope. Yeah, yeah. And I then, think I would love for them to make another another album. Yeah, and then they had another. Um, they had one. What was it? Uh, they had a group called the Neptunes too. Before that, Neptunes. Yeah, that's when they came. The out Neptunes with is a producing producing group. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they had a whole album though. Oh, they had a Neptunes album. Yeah, they did. Like okay. that's what that song "Front" was on. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm carrying on. Never mind mm-hmm. if I'm. That was the ne- that was on the Neptunes album. Mm. That was like 2000 and fuck 2002 when that yeah. came out. That was dope. Yeah, damn. Yeah, it was towards the end of my senior year in high school. So 03. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. 
It's crazy how long ago 2003 <clears throat> was. 20 fucking years ago. Over now, almost 21 now. Yeah. Wow, man. Some people in my graduation class look so terrible. God damn. I bet. Yeah. Man, I'm not trying to be a dickhead. Y'all knocking on 40. Huh? I say y'all knocking on 40. Yeah, we're knocking on 40, man. I'll be 39 in March. Mm -hmm. But it's it's just weird, man. We're still what I would consider (laughs) young adjacent, Mm -hmm. right? You're not like washed out. Yeah. But God damn, it's some people that you like, fuck, did we even go to school together? Yeah. You went as soon as you turned 30, you turned into the fucking cafeteria lady. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine millennials ain't ain't doing so hot either. If you 30 looking like 50. Oh yeah, some of them some of them yeah. not good. Yeah, but these young I think I know why these Gen Zs starting to look old, man. It's this thing called fentanyl, right? I yeah. Think, uh I think that now the yeah. dr- the drugs are so fucked up that they got to do uh they got to get they got to get <clears throat> testing. They got to get these testing kits to do drugs. You know how fucking committed you got to be to drugs to get Test a testing the kit? Beforehand. It's yeah. like, I want to snort this Coke, but I need to make sure it, it ain't you know. With meth or something in there. Yeah. It's like, I have to make sure that, you know, it's got the right amount of calories in it. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Is this keto Coke or what hey, the fuck yeah. are you doing? I would say, I think that, like you said, some of it is genetics. There are some people that, um, regardless of, whatever you know they gonna be they always gonna look like 20 something like you've ever seen those actors um and they're always able to play like high school students even though they're like 30 years old mario lopez was like that for a while yeah exactly so i think that you know some of it is genetics i think some of it is just like you said lifestyle i think you know maybe diets and you know the lack of uh you know, working out and stuff like that. I do see. I mean, even me going to the gym, I see. I see some kids in there, some uh, some Gen Zers in there getting they, getting their workout on. But I think for the most part, like just the the way you know, kind of scrolling through your phone all day. You know, I, that's that can't be the healthiest for you. And then people, I think people are a lot more like foodies now. You know, like they have these stuff that they see on Instagram, and they be one to, you know. Uh, Go buy whatever or like experiment with these TikTok recipes. It's mm. like a bunch of cheese and oh all kind of crazy God. stuff on there. So, yeah, it's uh, they be talking in a fat voice. I want to try to put this cheese together. I want to put this cheese on. That's like the universal fat voice. How, how y'all yeah. doing today? today it's real like, like, it's deep, like a, it's kind of nasally too. This is smother potatoes and get some <laughs> mix and mix it together. Get you some Worcestershire sauce, put some Worcestershire sauce on top of that. And fat niggas, you could always hear them breathe like. <sighs> <laughs> I don't want to say no names, but this is a nigga I used to work with that would be wide awake and he sounded like that. Yeah. Like he'd be like, ah. You should not sound ah, asleep when you're awake. Ah. And he was like two years younger than me. Oh, no. I'm yeah. like, dude, you walk around sounding like a pit bull. I, w- I wonder what his life would look like if he, uh, I mean, what his. What he would sound like if he lost a lot of weight? He probably just reduced the sound a little bit. <laughs> just be he, a higher pitch. He, <sighs> no, he, he would just open his nasal patches a little, passages a little bit more. Yeah. So it'd be like ah ah <laughs> ah. <laughs> 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 that nigga turned into a chihuahua. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I don't I don't like to make a broad generalization over Gen Z because there's some Gen Z people that are just regular looking people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some people from Gen Z that look fucked up. But I don't, I don't, I don't know how different it is from all the other generations. Because mm-hmm. it's it's weird to me. I know some people that are, they some dudes that go to the. I think it's what's his name? Fuck, it'll come to me. But there's this truck driver. He's like sixty one. 
<clears throat> he looked like he's probably 50. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe 50 or you know, right in there. He looks pretty young. Mm-hmm. He's got some guns on him. He works out pretty hard. And I've seen other 61-year-olds that look like they look like fucking Biden already. Yeah. I think um it's it's like I said, it's hard to say because when you when you really you know, like if you talk to an esthetician or something like that, or you know, even a doctor when they talk about whether it's like saggy skin or mm-hmm. whatever, or creases or whatever, you know, a lot of it they can't really tell if it's like Botox or mm. or diet or, you know, if you're not drinking enough water and stuff like that. But I think the best thing you can do is drink water and work out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Only thing I'm only thing I'm afraid of is just my balls just dropping. Because huh. you get older, your balls start hanging. Yeah. So ain't nothing you can do about that, man. Yeah. I just don't want to have them old balls, you know? Yeah. The balls that just they just keep on dropping and dropping and dropping. And it's like fuck. Yeah. They just hanging in the toilet now, huh? You're like, God damn, now you got cold water balls on it. <laughs> like, God damn, now now your <laughs> now your balls about to flush down the toilet. Nah, if my balls start to get too long, I'm going to go get a ball reduction. (laughs) (laughs) A BBR. Oh, what? A BBR. What is that? A big ball reduction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dang. Oh, that'd be crazy. That'd be the worst. You know the worst combo? You know what the worst combo in the world got to be? Is if you got huge balls and a little penis. Oh yeah, that'll be terrible. You're just straight balls. You just all you all balls. <laughs> you just walk around pants full of balls. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, uh, you guys take care of yourself, okay? Drink some water. Drink some water, man. Mm-hmm. And tighten up those balls, man. <laughs> all right, we got a new segment. And the new segment that we've implemented into the podcast is called What in the World? What in the World? What world, in the World? world, world. world. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got this This topic is definitely a What in the World worthy topic. It is California woman gets probation for fatally uh, stabbing a man she dated, causing 100 sharp force entries. Um, and the, the way she got released or how this is handled is absolutely just astonishing. California woman gets probation for fatally stabbing man she dated, causing 108 sharp force entries. Um, Bryn Spelcher was sentenced to two years probation and 100 hours of community service for stabbing Chad Malaya in 2018 after they smoked marijuana. She had faced up to five years in prison. Okay, so after she smoked, she stabbed him, right? And uh, a, a California judge this week sentenced a woman to two years probation for involuntary manslaughter in the 2018 fatal stabbing of a man she was dating who sustained more than 100 sharp force entries. Quartering attorneys in court records, Brent Spelcher, 33, faced up to five years in prison for stabbing Chad Malaya, 26, in his Thousand Oaks home uh, after pair had smoked marijuana together. Experts for both defense and prosecution concluded that the high-potency pot she smoked caused her to slip into a psychotic state. How the fuck does weed make you? The only thing you're going to go psychotic on from weed is honey buns, okay? If she went into a psychotic rage against a box of Little Debbies, I get it. But killing a nigga? Was there fentanyl in this weed? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. I don't subscribe to this. I don't know who this judge is, but she need to lose her motherfucking job. Yeah. You went through all this schooling. 
You did all this shit. You went through all these hours of training to be a judge just to get bamboozled in the I don't even know why. Like, what the fuck? How do you do this? This is a this is a travesty of I would justice. Say that lawyer, whoever that is, they need a raise. A lawyer is a piece of shit. Whoever did that, they need a raise because for you to come up with that, whatever that scenario, he stood in front of the judge and really said that, Your Honor, my client was out of her mind. She smoked a little bit of weed. It was potent weed. And she was not operating under her, under her own, own will. And she got probation after that. That's that's crazy. That's fucking crazy. So you you let this psychopath that stab any but you stab somebody a hundred and eight times, you you're you have the ability to do something like that again. I think that the the tag the involuntary manslaughter is kind of wild. Sounds very voluntary to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't even I don't understand that. Hey, I don't get that involuntary. It's I guess it's involuntary because she was. Um, almost uh, p- possessed or not in her right mind from the marijuana. Yeah. The strain of marijuana like, can, made her involuntarily created, you know. Yeah, when people plead insanity type of thing. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Nah, that don't, that don't work. She that's gotta, crazy. She sh- yeah, she got off so light. That's, somebody. The, the sad part about it is somebody is missing a loved one now. Yeah. And that person, that's not justice by any means. That's a, the thing that sucks about the judicial system is that it is... It's too much room for like human interpretation. 100%. You know, I I think that um, maybe moving forward, um, there needs to be like like a, less of a gap between like the least uh, the least sentence and the most aggressive sentence. Because for you to get have the possibility of like two years of probation. And then also like five years in prison, like that's like those are two drastically yeah, different different scenarios. So, yeah, that's 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 a trip, man. Yeah, this is wild, man. <clears throat> that's almost like that's almost like people who get really drunk and have sex and be like, "What happened? I don't even know what we did. Did we have sex?" Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, that's fucking wild. What happened? Did you stick your penis in me? <laughs> Like somewhere around like eight thirty last night. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he knows what's going on. He knows what's going on. <laughs> He's like, I normally don't do things like this. I normally don't. It's the alcohol. <laughs> I'm involuntarily sucking your cock. Right oh my god, this is the best involuntarily blowjob I've ever got in my life. Oh, Brad, did you hear about the um, the Vince McMahon? Uh, he stepped down from the company. Yeah, but did you see the text messages? No, I was I didn't. going back and forth. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. He was saying some wild stuff. It was it was kind of like um, I don't remember all the things that that he was saying, but he was. It seems like he was texting some girl, and the girl was kind of like, um, uh, he was kind of like a a cuck in Whoa. a sense. Like he was just saying like you know he loved. You know how she getting uh, smashed with black penises? No, he didn't. Yeah, it was some wild stuff. You Why is it find, always black guys, bro? Find, I I don't know, man. It, it that I mean, you know, I'm sure it goes back to like some slavery days. That's type fucking stuff. weird, yeah, that's man. That's some wild stuff. He was saying some crazy stuff, but she, so he was saying like, you know, like uh, I guess I guess she got sick, or you know, maybe she was just in pain from getting smashed like oh for my God. a day straight. 
Um, but he was like, you know, like, you know, just let me know when you're healthy again and all this other stuff. And she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel like myself again. So I'll let you know when I'm when I'm good and I'm back. Oh, on. my God. Yeah, That's that some wild stuff. So he's basically like a cuck. Yeah, it, I think they're accusing him of like uh, sex trafficking and stuff like that. Wow. But, but yeah, but I, it, from the text, obviously that's just a text message, so you can't really say. Wow. But it didn't. It didn't seem that that crazy. But um, yeah, he's he he's out of there. Oh wow! Let me see here. Let me see something. That's fucking insane. Hold on. Uh, Vince McMahon. Um, Vince McMahon crude and explicit text revealed in sex trafficking two days ago. Let's see what they've pulled up. Uh, okay, okay, let's see if I can just pull up the shit. Sexually abused and trafficked her to staff within the company. Mm-hmm. Wow, dude, this is crazy. Okay, I see the message is here. I love it. That's that's you, Janelle. You just can't get enough, can you? In the future, it's going to be so bad that you'll be you'll demand to be fucked twice a day, and not just with with blank in three way. Why not let others see the beautiful, voluptuous body and watch you shake uncontrollably when you come? They'll go out of their minds. Then I'll find more friends, and we'll tie you up so you're helpless. God damn. I'll direct them to have their way any way they want. Who can make you scream the loudest? Maybe I'll just line them up and then squirt in your mouth, your pussy all over your ass. Damn. I don't even want to read anymore. This is fucking wild. This is nasty. Yeah. Vince McMahon, this is why he stepped down, dude, because it's the uh, those compliments will keep coming, baby. Just wait on. You know, and here's two things could be true. This could be completely disgusting, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she could have been all for it. She could have been, and this is what people have to understand. It's not when these things come out. Sometimes they come out because the party was volunt, like they were literally not being forced, like mm-hmm. they li- were being paid. In addition to them role playing, and then they could turn all this shit around and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. this guy was sex trafficking me." Mm-hmm. Either way, you should never be doing things like this, brother. Mm. God damn. Yeah. Jeez, man. That's crazy. Dang. Yeah. You see the new messages pop up? <clears throat> no, I was trying to see if he's still married. I guess it looks like he I got- mean, it doesn't matter. His wife probably ain't on <clears throat> anybody. No, but he's not married, though. He's, oh. he's Yeah, he's he's been divorced. He seemed like the type of dude to be in the chat like, anybody want to fuck my wife? Dang. That'll be crazy. Yeah. Does anybody want to fuck my wife for fifty thousand dollars? <laughs> Shit, <laughs> what she look like? Uh, <laughs> I could use fifty k right now. <laughs> yeah, you probably yeah. the wrestlers. They probably on the road and they probably you know. Yeah. You want to rock bottom into my wife's pussy? <laughs> rock says. <laughs> <laughs> you want to stole cone stunner my wife's pussy? Yeah. <laughs> No, what was the what's the uh the stone cold when they'd be like oh he'd be like we're gonna have some beers what get on the phone what you never heard him do that Mm-mm. oh come on man yeah that's like the stone cold thing like he'll get on the mic mm-hmm. and he'd be like we're gonna have one beer and then all the fans go what mm-hmm. two beers what three mm-hmm. beers what mm-hmm. four beers what like that's i don't know why they 
But that's just like that's the, his thing. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah. I guess uh, Netflix has a deal with uh, with wrestling now. They're gonna be showing uh, wrestling on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Wow. Netflix is making some. They're making some decent moves. Yeah, they made some decent moves. Mm-hmm. That would be crazy. They're gonna show wrestling. Then they're gonna have a documentary of the sex trafficking. And Dang. Yeah. They're gonna have some straight OnlyFans content on there. <clears throat> yeah. That's nuts, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that. I think that there are companies that are very, i say it like this, um, there was, um, what movie was it? God dang, I wish I remember what movie it was. Oh, um, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, so Disney owned a a uh like a sub like a subsidiary company called Touchstone I believe you might have yeah. seen Touchstone on like you know different movies like the little yeah. logo pops up or whatever um and they owned it and what they would do is if there if there was a project that they liked um or a script or whatever that that they liked and it didn't fit under their G rated PG rated you mm-hmm. know content um then they would send it over there and obviously it's still a Disney production but you know it, it, they can um they can do a little bit more risque risque stuff so basically they they created the movie it comes out and then when it starts to become more successful then they started to they right. they brought the project back and they try to make it like a disney thing they put the whole disney brand on it i say that to say i think that there's a lot of companies that are very um they're very aware of their brand and even though they know that you know there's a lot of money in the adult entertainment industry. Right. Um, they would never put their name on it. But mm. I think that there are still some companies that have like the uh, the subsidiary or the sister company that's probably got one foot in the adult entertainment industry. So there's probably like a Disney um, owned uh, porn company out there somewhere mm, probably. that make like that make blacked or whatever the, you know, the popular uh, porn um, site is or whatever. And they, you know, Disney is kind of reaping the benefits of it using a Disney quality production. So, yeah. Yeah. You never know, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we move past that. That's absolutely terrible conversation. We went into Vince McMahon somehow. Yeah, shout out to Vince, Vince McMahon. No, 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 no. Shout out to him, nigga. <laughs> no, we're not going to shout that guy yeah. out. <laughs> Gotta shut that nigga up. Yeah, let the let the jail do that. <laughs> Switching gears, Tiana Taylor. Um, Tiana Taylor, end quote, Iman's leaving me the kids in the cold. Says he cut the house utilities. Let me read this article. Uh, uh, playing dirty in the divorce war, claiming he's slowly shutting down all the utilities uh, in the home where she lives with their child, their two children. TMZ has learned. In the new court filing, Tiana's attorney uh, says she woke up this month in the Georgia home they used to share, only to discover the Wi-Fi and cable was cut off. And one day later, that water stopped running. And she's fully laying blame on Iman. According to the docs obtained by TMZ Hip Hop, Iman moved out back in October. And shortly thereafter, Iman's brother, who handles his personal affairs, told Tiana Iman intended, uh, intended to shut off the power. Since then... She claims Iman hasn't paid a cent of child support or covered any of the kids' expenses, including food and, and, cl- and clothing costs. Uh, 
Mm. With the water and cable and Wi-Fi now gone, Tiana's attorney says they're concerned he's going to follow through and cut off the gas and electricity. On top of it, Tiana claims Iman left her holding the bag on holding the bag on 200k worth of home renovations he started three years ago. In the doc, she uh, says Iman told her his money is tied up in investments and proposed she never call, uh, never cover the costs and he would reimburse her. But she's yet to see a penny from him. Okay, look here, man. First of all, we don't know the inner workings of this, but I will say this. I think that since the man is out of the house, I don't think it's his responsibility to pay for all those fucking utilities anymore since they're divorced. However, if those are my kids in that house, I want to make sure that nothing ever gets cut off cut off until she fixes it because she's not broke. She's Tiana Taylor, okay? I don't know how much money she's making or not making, but she's making enough money to pay that shit. So that, that to me, is that's terrible. Okay, um, and she was advised by her his brother, which is his uh, advisor. So if you're not living in that home anymore, it is not your responsibility to pay that fucking light bill and everything. Because mm-hmm. truth be told, he's he's basically a retired NBA player. So I'm pretty sure it costs thousands to maintain that property. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't need to pay for the Wi-Fi. None of it. He doesn't live there. He just needs to take care of his fucking kids. That's it. So if he if I don't know if he is or not, if he's taking care of his kids, then he's doing his job. Right. But there's no way there will be any electric or anything getting cut off until it got put into her name. Mm-hmm. But I think she's the one that has to take it out and, and change it to her name. Mm-hmm. But why are we even having these conversations? Conversations. You got two rich motherfuckers like this doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> I can see if you're broken, you guys are struggling trying to figure it out. But she, I mean, come on. And then you're complaining. He cut he cut off the light bill. He did this and that. Baby girl, you make money. Pay the goddamn bill. Like mm-hmm. that, I mean, you had a man, and I guess being as you had a man, he was taking care of those household duties. But now that you are divorced, you got a bag. Take pay those those kids are living with you. You pay for that shit. That ain't for him to pay no more. Mm-hmm. You know, if, outside of child support or whatever else. You know, once again, I, once again, I'll say this: if it's affecting the kids in any way, I would not cut off anything that they needed. But uh, she would definitely, I don't know how much warning she had, but he they broke up in October. Here it is, fucking the end of January. Mm-hmm. That gives, that's definitely enough time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that. <clears throat> I think that, um, one, we don't know. We don't know how much money Tiana Taylor makes. Yeah, sure. We know that Iman Shumpert, we, we can literally see his salary. Like, you can go on Google and see how much money he made every year and then you can see what state he was in and then you can do a Ooh, you know like a, yeah you can bust that down in half and then realize like okay the agent might be getting like 20 percent of that and then you we could kind of get a, a uh an idea of how much money um iman shumpert is making as far as tiana taylor goes we don't know you know because especially um because she's in entertainment and we know that if you're a musician, you're probably not getting paid a lot of money unless you tour. Mm. Um, you know, I know she did like a movie last year, but it was it looked like um, more of an indie movie. So I'm sure she she only got like the SAG minimum for for that, which is the SAG minimum for um, for depending on the budget for a film is like two hundred and fifty dollars, three hundred dollars. So it's there's a there's a world where she could have gotten like on a twenty day shoot, she could have gotten three hundred dollars a day. So Oh, wow. um Crazy. it's very it's very it's a it's a it's a possibility that she's not getting to it like we think she is just, uh. she's just kind of in the limelight and i think that um 
<clears throat> with that being said, even she's also saying that he not paying paying no uh he's not paying no uh child support, you know. And for you to, you know, to have a child, I think that's bare minimum. Like you don't got the the child support is not to support, you know, your 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 uh your ex. Even though they have like spousal support and stuff like that, but the child support is obviously to to make sure your child has, you know, just living decent living conditions and if they ain't got no um electricity or no no gas and all that stuff that that's not that's not a a a safe place for your child to be living in so yeah we also like you said we also don't know you know what's real and what's not in terms of like what he's actually doing to provide for his kid but if this is the case and he not doing nothing for you know for his kids and that's this nigga's out of pocket yeah, he way out of pocket if that's yeah, the case. Yeah, you gotta you gotta take care of the home front, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially it it I think it's it's difficult too because their life one they're married right and their lifestyle is set up. I think they're married when they married. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, so and their lifestyle is set up in a way where it's 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 designed for them to be living together. You mm. know, so for him to move out. And you know, from October to January, that that may that may that is a few months to kind of get your ducks in order. But um, yeah, it it is like it, it is kind of like leaving her out to dry. So I can see a world where um, you know she got to figure it out because they not they no longer in a relationship and you break up yeah. amicably. Amicably, but um, yeah, it ain't is. Yeah, I don't know. I just just you know just hearing different stories from from artists and stuff like that. Like you realize there's some really out here getting to the getting to the bag and then there's mm. some out here that's just not that's some not of the, some of those it. got those bad deals too. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. Know, for me she got a deal with like Pharrell back in the day. She had a what? She had a I think she was signed to Pharrell back in the day. Oh really? Yeah. What else was she signed to? Uh she was tying to Kanye West. Oh, that's right. Was yeah, it was so. it it's not good music, is it? Yeah. It so I imagine she ain't got no masters, man. no nothing. She probably ain't make no money off of her music. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Damn. <clears throat> it's fucked up how people could be that popular and, and they don't. She have. quit I mean, she quit music partly because she felt like she wasn't getting uh, the recognition that she deserved from her music. Well, she went into model modeling or what? Um, <laughs> I don't that's a, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. I don't know what she's doing to get money out here. I do see her like she did do it. Like I said, she did do a movie last year um, that um, was pretty well received um, by the critics. But, you know, in terms of her day to day, I know she does. um, She does like some choreography and um, stuff like that. But I don't I don't really know how she getting. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes people be getting paid from Instagram, too, though. They be doing those uh, what they call those paid partnerships. Mm-hmm. And if you go today, man, I've seen some girls that uh, like I don't know who these women are, but they'll pop up on like you know people you might know or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you go to their feed, and it's just all like pay partnership, pay partnership, pay partnership. Yeah. It's like Colgate and like you know some tire company. It's like God damn, mm-hmm. and you're doing that enough, you're getting paid pretty good money. Yeah, all these paid partnerships, Oreo cookies. Yeah, you for know, sure, using like, your likeness. Yeah, man. Oh, for yeah, sure. a trip. I don't know what she does. She's not that old though. I think she's what, like. Let me see. She can't be no older than like thirty-two, man. Yeah. Let me see here. Tiana Taylor. T. Tiana Taylor. She is thirty-three. Yeah, she's still young. Yeah, cut utilities and home. That's fucked up. 
the movie was called A Thousand and One that she was in. So, yeah, you know, telling what she got going on out here. But I think that uh, it's 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 just messy. And you know, this scene, they, I think they've they haven't been too messy in terms of their breakup. I think this is a thing because it it reached the it reached a court a court uh or you know she's she's probably filed some paperwork or something like that. But um, yeah, I just one of the things that uh, I was you, I was telling you on the phone and Shannon Sharp and uh, and Twenty One Savage was just talking about like just privacy and. Um, you know, with them, they kind of had a very public relationship, but it just everything just gets magnified when you're so public about your relationship. Yeah, it's too much. You're mm-hmm. giving people too much, man. Like, mm-hmm. um, personally, <clears throat> I think regardless if things go south, good or bad, you're not going to hear me saying bad things about women that I've dealt with. Because mm-hmm. there was a time, obviously, that, you know, that we made each other happy. So, yeah. Like, regardless of how fucked up things might get, I'm just going to walk away into the... I don't care. If I busted a woman cheating on me and it hurt my feelings and shit and I was fucked up, I still wouldn't talk bad about her. Because mm-hmm. I know it doesn't help me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get treated like dirt by a woman, man, you just got to learn to, like... You got to learn from... Like, learn from it, man, and move on. Yeah. You just If you're venting about it on social media, it's not going to help you. You just got a bunch of people that want to be in your business. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays I'm seeing like people have a problem staying together too, man. Especially marriages. Yeah. It's, it's, and then what it what it starts off at is like people go public on social media. They post all these these um, colorful photos, and you know them licking each other in the face and and feeding the other person spaghetti and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's the point of all that if you're only going to be divorced in like in the, in the next two months? Yeah. You just try to make shit look better than it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's one of those things. I I, I just think that um, you know it's it's. I don't think there's any wrong way or right way of doing it, but I just say that it does look kind of crazy when you got, like you said, you posting all these like uh, pictures, like everything is good, and then you know two months from now it's like it's out of sight, out of mind. You archive all the pictures you had with. With the boyfriend yeah. or your husband or whatever, and then you just like you change your bio and all this other stuff. I see. I think that's a big. It's a. It's more of a. I don't know. Frequent pictures with your frequent pictures with um, your significant other. I don't want to call it a red flag, but it's it's like it's just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like you you're living with this person, you're seeing this person all the time. It's like at some point you're just trying to prove something to social media. Mm-hmm. Like that's all you're doing like yeah you know and a lot of people too what i notice when they go on vacations it's almost like they go on vacations just so they could post it mm. it's like they go to whatever country place whatever and it's like they give you daily updates mm-hmm. i'm just like dude keep those fucking photos it's okay to just like have it on yeah your phone, that's you what know, we used to do yeah. you could post something though don't get me wrong you could post something hey this was a this a beautiful you know sunset out here in germany wherever you're at that's fine but like giving people updates, like guess where I am? I'm in Frankfurt, Germany today, and then I'll be going here tomorrow. It's like, nigga, we this is not Dora the Explorer. We're not following your motherfucking page like that. Guess where I am? I'm at the Wiener Schnitzel in Germany. It's so good. 
They have the BBC hot dog here. The BBC hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> you want the black penis one? <laughs> you want the black Z, the Vina? <laughs> black Vina. A beef Vina. A beef. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you like good, huh? Like, you good, like. <laughs> like, oh my God. What kind of fucking hot dogs they're making over here? <laughs> that's hilarious. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, that's, that'd be weird. I, I need to look through those text messages with Vince McMahon, but it would be weird if he said some shit about black guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think he got like specific into like just black men, but he I know he did mention some black guys. Oh, he did mention them. Yeah, that's I don't understand something about that. black penis or something like that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't know why people do that. Yeah, I don't get it. That's wild, bro. You the thing that's wild about the the whole stereotype about black men is like I we don't create these fucking stereotypes. Other people do. Yeah. Hmm. It's like, man, I, and the thing about the thing that's crazy about it is you can't even be like a normal black guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you if you if you're a black dude with like if you're a black dude with an average penis, you just a letdown, man. Yeah, it's like a tall dude that don't poop or something like that. You're like a tall person that doesn't play any sport. Yeah, you like six eight and just like you know just going to school. You're waist of height. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, that's bad. That's it's weird. What do they call that? Um, what do they call those things? It's all like, uh, like, like I guess like a novelty. It's like what happens to Asian women. A mm-hmm. lot of people like, like I love Asian women. It's, they look at them as like a uh, fuck. I forgot what you call it. Mm-hmm. Like a uh, like a kink, not a kink, but what you know what I mean? Yeah, like a fetish. Fetish. Mm-hmm. They fetish. They fetishize Asian women and black men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be like, yeah, I love me an Asian. Yeah, I love Asians. Yeah. And it's like, bro, like, stop, bro. Yeah, that's weird. It's just a woman. At, at the end of the day, it's just a woman that happens to be Asian. Yeah. Like, I stop. didn't realize it, but there's a lot of, um, I mean, I'm going to say I didn't realize it, but I, I I think I've become more aware of it, like the kind of white man and Asian woman kind of dynamic. Yeah, like, yeah. I've been seeing that more and more. Oh, more yeah, that's, more that's, recently. That's, yeah that's, that's definitely been a thing. Yeah. They let them some Asian women. Yeah, yeah. And you don't see. I say you probably see that. That that I think that the most regular biracial couples is like black guy, white woman. Mm-hmm. But you don't normally see the other <clears throat> one too often. You normally don't. You like don't white man. You don't normally see white man, black woman too often. Yeah, that's more rare. I would say. I wonder if that differs. I I would I would say like in other. Parts of California, um, that may be a little different. Like, I'm sure, like in the Bay Area, like closer north, it's yeah. probably more. Obviously, it's black and white, you know, relationships across the board. But yeah. um, there's probably a lot, a lot of those white boy, um, Asian female relationships. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely, especially up north, mm-hmm. San Francisco, L.A., L.A. for sure, L.A. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. But L.A. is a little different. Like L.A. is more. Um, they have. I don't say Korean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about to say more. There's a lot of Koreans out that way. But outside, nah, they, got, they just got Asians. Asians in general. Yeah, just in general. Yeah. It's an Asian invasion. <laughs> you see LA. They be t- tearing up that 405. <laughs> <laughs> 405? <laughs> Can't nobody drive over here. <laughs> Fuck. Trying to get to work. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. You know, whenever something like, whatever something stereotypical happens, Mm-hmm. I try to be like I try to hope that it it's like it's not who I think it is. Mm-hmm. 
like it'll be a commercial and it's showing like a bucket of fried chicken. And you hear like the narration like, do you want some crispy chicken? I'll tell you what. Come on down. And I'll be like, please, yeah. please don't show a black family. Please don't show yeah. a black family. And then Wingstop shows an all black family. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the dad gets distracted by the chicken sandwich. I was like, God yeah, damn it. That's how it be. Yeah. I'm like, why'd you do that? <laughs> why did you fucking do that? Mm-hmm. Or it'll be somebody swerving, driving all crazy. And I'm in LA and I'm like, please don't be Asian. Please, <laughs> please don't fucking be Asian. Please. <laughs> and then this Asian guy, you're like, God damn it. I don't want to believe the stereotype. <laughs> I don't want to fucking believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's hilarious. I'm trying not to be racist, but you pull me back in <laughs> every fucking time. <laughs> that was comedy. <laughs> yeah. What was the original topic? Uh, We're talking about Tiana Taylor. Oh, Tiana Taylor. Yeah. I think uh, that's that's my biggest thing. I, like I said, I just I think that when you look at these these celebrities and these relationships, you realize like, it's, it's some people, and this is me too, like just interviewing different um, different artists and stuff like that. Um, you realize that sometimes people's notoriety is a little bit more, uh, is a little bigger than their um, than their than their pocketbook. And uh, I've seen that before. You know, you shooting a music video for an artist, and they like, hey man, like you know, you want to buy this to make the video better or whatever. And they like, dang bro, I ain't really got it. And you're like, dang dog, like you got. You got the bus down chain and streams and stuff like that, and you ain't really, ain't really getting to the chicken like that. But yeah, that's the name of the game. Yeah, prayers, thoughts, and prayers. Uh, I mean, these just rich people. They need to figure their shit out. We do it every day. Yeah. So I, I'll save my prayers for somebody else. Um, <laughs> switching gears. An online pastor is accused of running a three million dollar crypto scam. He claims God helped him. Yeah, this nigga's crazy. Swallowed up. Have you ever been swallowed up? <laughs> Have you ever been a time of swallowing where <laughs> things were overwhelming? And You ever been swallowed up by Bitcoin and scams? Swallowed up. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had your huge balls swallowed up? <laughs> they were hanging so low with so much jizz inside of your balls <laughs> and somebody just swallowed everything <laughs> out of you. <laughs> An online pastor is accused of running a $3 million crypto scam. He claims God helped him. All right. A Colorado pastor accused of running cryptocurrency scam with his wife has claimed that the Lord advised him to carry out the venture. Um, Eli uh, Regaldo, uh, Regalado, excuse me, uh, and his wife, Caitlin Regalado, have been charged with... Stop humming in the mic, uh, Keith. Uh, I'm singing a gospel song. (laughs) So help me God. (laughs) I ain't gonna front. I was not listening to one word you were saying. (laughs) Yeah, you went into fucking. I'm like, come on, what's wrong with this guy? This nigga in the microphone, take me to the king. I don't have much to bring. Swallowed up. (laughs) My heart is so swallowed up. All right. God damn it. All right. Let let me get into it. Eli Regalado and his wife, Caitlin Regalado, have been charged with civil fraud offenses by the Colorado Division of uh, Securities after the cryptocurrency uh, ranked in almost $3.2 million uh, more than 300 than 300 people 
According to a press release by the Colorado Department of Regulatory Agencies, the complaint alleges the customer created, marketed, and sold cryptocurrency to members of the Christian community. Regalado, who preaches for the online online only, a victorious Grace Church. That's crazy. He really gamed them up big time, man. This yeah. guy's an online pastor. You got a tech church. All that fucking money. Church. Uh, yeah. They got a Silicon Valley church. Ridiculous. All right, uh, only Victorious Grace Church targeted believers, telling them that God had told him investors would end up wealthy if they put the money in the index coin. The complaint, the, the complaint alleges the couple also filled uh, the couple allegedly filled presentations with prayers and quotes from the Bible, telling investors that investment would lead to an abundance and blessings. They also allegedly offered their cryptocurrency through an online exchange platform called Kingdom Wealth exchange um uh, which they created and controlled themselves so this was an elaborate scheme Mm -hmm. all right now what i will to make this uh make make this a long story short uh people like this deserve to burn in hell and i'm gonna tell you why Mm -hmm. you literally got an online church you got you tricked people wrote bible scriptures and took things and took you you wrote biblical related statements and and scriptures in order to get people to invest, like you literally are the biggest scumbag ever mm-hmm. to do some shit like that, man. It's insane, and I, I hate how people love to use God when it's convenient for them. There was somebody that needed that money, man, and you fucked them. That's fucked up. I, there was a cop out here. I forgot his name. Something. Uh, it, it'll it'll come to me. Um. But he got busted stealing police evidence right here in Bakersfield. And this motherfucker went on YouTube and made a video that was probably like, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes or something of him just like talking about like, you know, the, you know, the devil got in me. And, you know, I prayed that, you know, I had no business doing that. And, you know, it's just the devil. It's like, motherfucker, you just got caught, bitch. You knew what the fuck you were doing. You were stealing police evidence. I, and I feel like anytime. An officer does something that intentional with stealing police evidence. They need to get the whole book thrown at them. Because what's crazy is that guy didn't even get his sentence was light for what he did. Mm-hmm. My uncle had a federal drug charge, got locked up for, oh, my God. He was locked up from the time I was a freshman in high school to about the time I was about 27 years old. Mm-hmm. He was locked up that whole fucking time on a federal drug charge, but this cop gets to walk free after doing that. It's wild. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm hoping that people like this get put under the jail. Mm-hmm. Millions of dollars. I, this, <clears throat> this motherfucker better be, he better do at least, man, he better at least do 15 years for this shit. Nah, no way. You don't think so? Nah, he's not gonna. He not doing no fifteen years. He gonna get a. He gonna a little slap on the wrist. It's crazy for that much money. Mm-hmm. This is this isn't considered. It, it, you, it's not considered grand theft. It's considered what is it? Just like a white collar crime or what? Uh yeah yeah. I think that it's just it's it it's just a scam. It's a scam more than like stealing. If that makes sense, I think I think he sold a dream more so than he like you know, literally stole something from, from people. So I, I don't think, I don't think nothing crazy is going, is going to happen. That's bullshit though, man. Yeah. I, I think it's, it, it is tricky using, like you said, using the Lord's name to, 
um, you know, and it, and I don't know what the, the actual conversations was on a day-to-day basis, but, you know, I would imagine it's the same conversation around offering and, you know, you know, the Lord says, if you, if you purchase X amount of Bitcoin or this, the, the Valley, the Valley Baptist Bitcoin, then you'll, you know, you'll reap these benefits when it, the, the stock goes up or what, or the value of it goes up, you can, you know, cash out or whatever like that. I'm sure that that's how the conversation was going. And what happens in church too there's a lot of older people, like people would, even at our church, it's, it's people with real money. Like, you know, they, they're they nurses and, you know, doctors and, and um, business owners and lawyers and, and architects. You know, there's like people of different professions um, and, you know, different business owners and stuff like that. And um, those people are, you know, very, they can be very gullible, I mm-hmm. would imagine. So, you know, if, as a pastor, you, you know, the, the leader of the church um is pitching you on some idea or something like that um i can see how you know those older people would just be sending money you know at the church but i think it's one thing like one thing that um we did at our church uh last wednesday they did a um like an annual uh i don't know what you call it like an annual annual assembly or something like that uh-huh. where basically they got up and they got flat on all the things that are going on in the church, you know. So it's like, hey, we have X amount of money inside of our bank account. We just paid off the building with this money, you know, with through your tithes and offering, we were able to do this. We're able to give back to this amount of people. And, you know, we are, we have this much in savings to do this with and all this other stuff. So um, <clears throat> that's the type of transparency that I think is important when you're dealing with a church because, a lot of times, you know, you could, you know, you could be uh, paying your tithes and offering. And I would say like, you know, your, your tithes and offering, that's your, just your relationship with God. You know what I mean? Obviously you will want it to, to go to the right places, but at the same time, like, you know, that's with the people that are receiving it and doing whatever with it, that's, they got to deal with that, you know, at the crossroads. But in terms of like, have you just given, like, that has nothing to do with what they do with it. But I, but I think that there's a lot of churches that are not that transparent because there's mm-hmm. some churches out here that is making real money. Yeah. And you don't, you know, you may not see it. And they may not be making real money, but at the same time, like, you know, it's like, dang, at least just be, you know, transparent where 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 my money is going if I'm giving 10% of my, my check and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't, I don't think they pay taxes either. <clears throat> yeah, it's not. It's a nonprofit. It's a nonprofit. So they're just making yeah. bread. That's how, you know, if you go to like a, a old church, it's like some church in the middle of the hood somewhere, and the pastor got the newest Cadillac. You're like, oh fuck, that's where the money's going. Yeah, y'all paying, <laughs> y'all paying his his uh his lease, huh? You paying that motherfucking note, that car note. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. I don't got too much to take on this, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's starting to get a little late, mm-hmm. and I, I know Keith's out of it. He was humming while I was talking and shit. <laughs> I was struck by the Holy Ghost, man. Sometimes man. you just gotta... You were struck by the holy distraction, man. <laughs> Goddamn. The holy distraction. You was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I mean I don't got a whole lot to even really uh dive in on about this, man. Yeah. These people, you gotta stop you have to stop viewing people who are in the church as good people. Like that it's True. They're they're human they're just beings. People. They're just people. Yeah. yeah. There there are pastors at churches that will fuck the whole congregation. Like yeah. there are people who will steal, and they're pastors. There are people who are like take. There are people I know people that used to cuss in church. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? We're in church. Why are you cussing? 
That's yeah. I'd be hearing that sometimes. Yeah, like, oh, we we lit. We just in, we in church. Yeah, like what? Are like you at doing? least wait till we leave the building. Like you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like a fan of us, like you know, a cowboy fan. They're like, God damn it, come on, Dak Prescott. Yeah. Fuck. I seen. I was. I seen one of my guys who shall remain nameless. <laughs> I seen one of my guys after church one day, and he looked stressed out, but he was smoking the fattest blunt. <laughs> I was <What>? like, <laughs> we were literally like, our church is on. Our church is off of White Lane, right? So it's off White Lane and Grissom, right? So okay. we church get out, you know, like we dip, whatever, drive down White Lane. It's uh what is that? Um so it's Grissom and then when you go on when you go on uh when you go on east, what's the next what's the next street where the Carl's Jr. is and like the New Life Church and you know White know. Lane. You said what's the next street? What's that? Uh, not what's the next cross street? The one that's where like is there like a Seven Eleven right there? No, that's far. That's way too far. No, it's literally like you know Grissom Park. So Grissom Park. Yeah. And you going east? Yeah. The next the next block is where Carl's Jr. is. Is um oh that's uh, Oc- the Golden Ox and stuff is in that parking lot. Weibel. Weibel. Okay, yeah. So White uh, White Lane and Weibel. So from Grissom to Weibel. Um, I pull up next to him and I see him and I'm like, yo, what's up? And then when I pull up on him, pull up on him, that nigga was smoking the fattest blunt. Like, <sighs> I was like, bro, I'm like, I'm like, you good? That nigga was just shaking his head. <laughs> like, just put my faith in the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, bro. <laughs> He's like, man, did you did you get up there and testify? He was like. <sighs> I mean, me and my relationship with the Lord is private. <laughs> like this nigga, man. Uh, that's crazy. You ever see somebody get up in front of the church and like when they testify, they tell all their own business? You mean like give a testimony? Give a testimony. Yeah, testify. And that's that's something different. Oh man. <laughs> oh man, I heard some wild testimonies in my day. It's like I knew life was tough. You know, they kicked me out my house and I, you know, I was living on the streets, and you know, I was on them drugs, and oh god, I was trying to get my life together, and I kept having sex with all these people, <laughs> but the Lord brought me back to life, <laughs> and people be like clapping, but they be judgmental as yeah. a motherfucker. They don't do. I haven't seen, I haven't seen that in a minute, like since I was a kid. Like somebody when they would just like, you know, have, ask people to get a testimony. Um, I haven't seen that in a long time, like since I was real, real young. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, it was it was a lady that uh, that they they cut her mic off because she was saying some wild shit. It's, <laughs> it's a viral video. She's like, "I thank God for everything He done did to me. I was running them streets, licking them balls. Yeah, and then they cut her mic off. Yeah, you got to get out of there. Yeah, <laughs> that because I'm I work in the sound. Like I work with the board, like the soundboard. If that start going on, Bishop will probably give me one of these. And I just have to mute. I just have to mute the mic. But no, but hold on, no. But if they want you to, if they want to want you to give a testimony, then why do you get cut off? Like you got to give them, like you know, a, a a freaking what do you call it? Like a watered down testimony or what? Bro, you can't be saying that up there. You can't be like you can't say that you used to be a prostitute. Nah, you got you got to clean it up, bro. Like you, you can just say I was. You just, can't I, clean up prostituting. You can just say I was out there on the streets. You know, I was out there on the streets. I was doing my thing because it just it just you just it just got to be palatable. Man, that like, whole church already know you selling pussy. You ain't got to hear <laughs> 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 I know one dude said like I used to be a crip, 
you know, I was used to put in work. And, you know, people that know me know I used to put in work. They know I used to put in work. And, you know, I gave my life to the Lord, and it's been different for me ever since. You know, I slipped <clears> up here and there, but, you know, I give my life to the Lord, cuz, and I, and I appreciate what he did <laughs> for me and my family. It's definitely some – we've seen it a couple times where niggas be in their game banging like – It'd be like, it'd be like, <laughs> take me to the king. He throwing something. <laughs> he'd be like, nigga, what are you doing? <laughs> nigga, like, he about to get put on to the hood. Yeah, it's like, never would have made it without you. Because I would have lost it all. Out of crippy Oh, man, that's... Yeah, that's wild, man. <laughs> I think it's, it's some churches that where they 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 do um, they serve like the under what do you call it? They serve the underserved. They serve people that's like gang members and yeah stuff like. Have you ever heard of like Victory Outreach? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's always like gang yeah. members. Yeah, and be like and gang we're out members. there in the community just changing lives, and it's always <laughs> like a Serenio or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> nigga, hell of. Face tattoos, giving his life to the Lord. <laughs> I'm gonna pray for you, brother. Yeah, he's like, you know, had this been three years ago, I would have stabbed you, but <laughs> because the Lord saved my life, I'm gonna spare yours. You know, what I'm <laughs> take this little pamphlet or whatever, take this pamphlet or whatever, homie, and then like try to apply it to your life. <laughs> this scripture really helped my life, eh? Like, do, do you know the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Holmes? <laughs> you be like, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Take this pamphlet, fool. Like, <laughs> take oh, okay, this thank pamphlet, you, sir. Fool. Yeah, it was a church event that I seen. This I know, like every church is. I'm gonna even say every church is different, but just people in churches is different. Everybody like kind of like praises the Lord at their own kind of discretion. Uh-huh. Um, there was a uh, an event that we did it was like a, it was like a, co- a christian comedy show kind of thing and it was literally at the church and um i would go through and they're like you know it's like hey there's gonna be food served um there's drinks back there everybody come here we have a good time we have some good laughs and we go home in the name of the lord and then they kind of just do like a little prayer or whatever and um when I heard drinks, I'm thinking they gonna have like you know like soda or juice or something like that. But mm. no, they had actual alcohol. They were serving actual alcohol at the event. I'm like, dang, that's crazy. So you know, Jesus turned water into wine. So I guess it's, I guess it's all good. Yep. I mean, it's time to wrap it up, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, look here, folks. If you made it to the end of this episode, <clears throat> we appreciate you. Uh, thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Things. We're out of here. Peace. <laughs>